Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning, Carol. It's been a little while since we've talked. I'm looking forward to our chat. Me too. Me too. And I'm also looking forward to the weather report. What's happening up in uh, the Pacific Northwest? That's funny. (laughs) The weather report for today. It's actually a little overcast, which is for me a good thing. We've had uh, a lot of sunshine, which is rare for this time of year and uh, very little rain. So we need rain. And if not, we just having a little overcast helps keep things a little bit more moist makes me happy. You can see, even though it's middle of June, almost, I'm in my turtleneck sweater, which is my favorite thing to do is have turtlenecks on all year round. So it's a good day for me. That's what I have to say. How about you? What's the weather like? Well, we're still in the June gloom and we're wondering if we're ever going to see the sun again. I get it. Yeah. And it's foggy and cool. I think the temperature I had to go out a little bit ago, was like 58. Yikes. And this is really unusual. I mean, June gloom is not, but that's more San Diego and I'm, I'm kind of North, uh, East of San Diego, but anyway, it is what it is. Lots of beautiful moisture and, and maybe we'll get out of drought. And so I'm grateful. Good, 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 good. So one of the things that I thought, one of the topics that I thought would be interesting to discuss, I was somewhat inspired by a podcast I listened to recently with two of my favorites, Dr. David Perlmutter and Dr. Mark Hyman. Okay. And Mark Hyman has written a new book called uh, Young Forever. And it's it's kind of the latest and greatest science-based regarding Lifespan, lifespan, uh, and health span, which health span to me is is a little bit different because health span is, you know, you want to live long and be healthy, not live long and be unhealthy. Yes. They talked about the importance of several, in several different areas of creating that great uh, health span. And I think Dr. Hyman said at one point, uh, you know, he was 63 years old, but he's really 43 years old because he's doing all these great things that we know work. So I thought we'd talk about what some of those things are and just get curious about how this all relates to thriving. Okay. Because, again, it's it's not about how long you live. It's about the quality of your life. That's right. So I'm curious, what are some of these elements that uh, Dr. Hyman brought in? Well, I think the number one thing that they talked about was the importance of exercise. Okay. 
all the latest science points to you've got to have that lean muscle mass. And especially as you age, so that you don't, you know, if you fall, you don't break bones. And also, I learned something about the brain and muscle mass. The more muscle mass, this is my understanding. And there is a correlation between muscle mass and your brain as far as BDMF. And that's a nerdy word. I think it means brain-derived neurotropic factor. I can't believe okay. I remembered that. You get an A-plus for that one. Good <laughs> the job. DNF. And what essentially that means is that we, we can build new brain cells, which is really important. We can not only change our genetics, epigenetics, but we can we can change our brain cells and we can grow more brain cells. And exercise was just one of the pathways to make that happen. Uh-huh. So I got really inspired uh, after I listened to this interview and uh, I decided, well, I hired I recently hired a personal trainer okay. because, as we know, I'm 70 since everybody knows that already. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a joke. Anyway, uh, but I certainly don't feel 70. Right. And I've been told I don't look 70 because I, I take care of myself pretty well. But I could up my exercise a little bit. And it was a kind of a gray day. And I thought, well, I can't really go out and do like a power walk or anything. It was drizzly and stuff. And I remember I worked for a lawyer one time who said, there are no bad days, just bad attitudes. I like that. It relates to exercise. So I turned on Donna Summers disco music, which gets me fired up. And I walked around my house for a half hour. I did a power walk around my house and it was <laughs> so fun. And I felt really good. I thought, okay. You know, I can even exercise when I think I can. So anyway, the importance of exercise, that would be one of the main things. Yep. And like you said, in terms of attitude, you know, if if people in the, in the Pacific Northwest didn't go out on drizzly days, they'd never go out in a sense. There's, there's I mean, we have a lot of sunshine too, obviously, because we're talking about drought weather. But but if we don't go out in in rainy or misty or cold kind of days, we wouldn't go out. And that, right. so the attitude of, Hey, I, you know, first, first of all, for me, I have a dog and, um, and she's the number one priority. She's the one that gets me out in nature. She's the one that gets me out to exercise. So she's always my, um, my reason for getting dressed in my clothes for drizzle and, uh, and heading out and just having a beautiful, a beautiful experience because it's always beautiful outside. Um, because because I see it, you know, because I want it. But yeah, a lot of people go, oh yeah, it's just a little, it's like, it might be spritzing, what we call spritz. And if I don't go out in the spritz, it's like, I'm not going to melt. I'm not, you know, I just put on an extra layer or whatever and uh, and just enjoy the beauty. So I love what you're saying too. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's just the attitude. You can put on your headset and just have a great time. Well, also, I think it's important to recognize the excuses that we come oh. up with. Oh, oh boy, because boy, we we probably got a whole repertoire of excuses why we can't do things. And 
that was going to be one of them for me. Well, I got to wait. And I went, no, I got to make something happen. Get creative. Yeah. And yeah. get creative. And it may not be as convenient, which I feel we've given up a lot for convenience anyway. But I made it happen. And that felt That's really good. And the other thing that they were discussing as it relates to exercise is the importance, especially as we're getting older, to uh, do some weight-bearing exercise, too, because that muscle mass is so important. Yes, it's important to do the cardio, too. There's so many benefits to it. But uh, the weight-bearing is really important, too, which is why I decided to at least work for a personal trainer for a short period of time. So that I could learn what to do and then I could do it on my own. Terrific. I saw some, I can't tell you where I saw it. I can't tell you who it is, but there's a a person that's talking about, if if you could see me, I've just got my hands on my shoulder. And if I push up above my head with my arms without anything in my arms, that is actually weight bearing because I have, it's a lot to move your the strength of your shoulders or the weight of your shoulders and the weight of your arms, you're pushing up that in itself is a weight bearing experience or um, doing jumping jacks just with your arm. That's weight bearing. So we think, Oh, we have to go to the gym and we have to have these special tools or weights or something. It's like, yeah, no, just take your hands, put them above your head and clap your hands. That's weight bearing exercise. Do that 10 times. And you go, wow, that works my muscles. I think sometimes we don't understand, we don't take into consideration that the weight bearing exercise is not just for muscles. It's really for bone density. Right. That's really important for us to, to remember is that we're really in the exercise world. Reality is we're working on bone density as well as the muscle mass and muscle density. Right. And uh, I love what you said because the studies have shown, especially as we're aging, it really doesn't take that much weight. And you can you can really increase your muscle mass pretty quickly, but you have to be consistent. Yeah, uh, consistency is probably way more important than the amount of weight you're lifting. Totally. So that was um, that was inspirational for me and got me geared up. You know, and, that's a, I think that's a really thing. Good. That's all that matters, isn't it? Is that we're inspired to act according to what we are hearing, and it's like. We can be inspired to move our attitudes more in the negative direction, like, yeah, no, not today. Or we can be inspired to go, yeah, I, I really want to thrive. I really want that sense of um, health, the health, um, growing my health span, um, not just my lifespan, but the quality of my life. And we know that people with with pain, their quality of life isn't that great. And so many of us can actually limit or minimize the degree to which we um, can create opportunities to create pain by just paying attention to our bodies and exercising more consistently and exercise, you know, go outside, you know, I go outside, just walk outside, you know, look at your trees, look at your flowers, look at, you you can go, well, I live in an apartment. Well, just walk, walk. Yeah, all of what, that. What you're saying is so important, and that that brings up uh, another uh, lifestyle choice that we can make that I believe would assist us, and that's being in nature. Yeah, uh, you know, no matter what that looks like for you, maybe it's you you live in, say, you live in New York City. Maybe you just go walk by a park, or um, 
you know, uh, or go to go to the ocean or whatever it is you need to do, sit by a river. And they were talking about the importance of this too, they being the two doctors of uh, things like calming yourself and meditation. And, uh, you know, meditation does not have to be sitting in the lotus position, clearing your mind. I really don't know anybody for that matter that does that. (laughs) And walking in nature or you can change your reality just by smelling a rose walking in nature that that's just an example or or just taking in the beauty of your surroundings and there are just many forms of meditation but it's important to have that quieting of the mind no matter how you do it because we live in a pretty busy world and there are a lot of stressors out there and um, it's just the way to maintain that balance. Yeah. So let's kind of distinguish potentially, I'll say that potentially, you know, the like meditation for me, like you said, I don't sit in Lotus and I can't sit up straight for very long. If I'm going to meditate, that's an air quotes, I usually lay down and fall asleep. Um, but for me, meditation is, um, I think the best example is, you know, a lot of people come up to Orcas Island where I live uh, or the San Juan Islands uh, because of the nature. They come up to have that experience of getting away from from their normal life. Meditation is a, are moments that we create that get us away from our normal life. And we, we have to create that that space within our bodies and our minds so that we are away from that. So even though I live in this beautiful place and even though what, going down my driveway sounds like a driveway which most of us think of as pavement and cement it's all dirt for um over almost a mile i can get very busy in my head but the truth is if somebody was here and visiting they would be in a mindful state of presence and they would drop they'd go oh my god this is just so wonderful or i'm going out kayaking this afternoon on the on the puget sound and it's like just being off the land by 20 feet i feel different like the all that stuff just drops away. So that's in a sense what we're attending to is that space that isn't full of worry or angst or what's next or what's what's in the future or what was in the past or what did somebody say and made me upset. It's a it's a an ability to just go wait stop. Yeah. And have this sense of beauty or sense of peace or connection within and and it's not it's it's simple but it's it's a can be challenging to to grow that that grow that practice for ourselves right and for me because i've been meditating for many years i like to get into like a theta state and well, what does uh, that mean okay so that you have brainwave states you have beta delta theta alpha beta and high beta high beta is when you're worrying you're stressing about something, you're in high beta state. Okay, so most of beta. us are most of us are close to high beta most of the time. Yeah. Uh well just you and I talking right now, we're in beta. Okay. Because we're just having a conversation. Got it. Okay. If you lower your brain waves a little bit, if we were hooked up to whatever they measure brain waves with during meditation, you might be able to see how your brain waves are lowered. And this gives me an opportunity to throw in a tool 
for our okay. listeners because when I work with my clients when they're stressed or uh, let's say they wake up during the night and they're worrying, I have a really powerful tool and it's quite simple. It's just called balanced breathing. You breathe in the same amount as you breathe out. You don't hyperventilate or anything like maybe you breathe in for four, out for four. You regulate your breathing. And what that does is that lowers your brain waves out of that high beta state. And you just might want to try that. Uh, I've, I've had people say before that that has been one of the favorite tools because you don't have to close your eyes to do this. You can be in traffic and be angst because of, you know, it's going too slow or it's going too fast, whatever it may be, and start regulating your brain waves so that you just, you're more present, you're more there and less angst. So that's a powerful tool. So when you're focusing on your breath, you're actually bringing your attention to something other than what's what you're allowing to worry you that that stuff that you think you need to think about and you bring your bring your focus to your breathing even if you're in traffic and it helps calm you down and helps lower those brain waves so it does you- and it's there's a there's a physiology behind this you know that oh. it just it's it will lower your brain waves and right. and you can do it anytime so it's it's just a wonderful tool anytime, but- anytime eyes open eyes closed Right. And for me, I like to get quiet and I'd like to be outside because I have a tendency to have a busy mind and I can get quiet easier when I'm in nature. And so I will just sit down and, uh, you know, I do a lot of guided meditations by different spiritual teachers, but sometimes I just do, or I do transcendental meditation because I learned that so many years ago and uh-huh. I still remember that. Or sometimes I just, I get quiet because I want to engage uh, what I call my higher mind. Right. And I want to, perhaps I have a question I want to ponder and get some guidance about. Uh, I don't want that guidance typically to come from the brain, the program brain, I'd rather connect to that, my higher self, whatever, whatever it may be for you, your God source, your higher mind, um, you know, wisdom, a wiser part wisdom and, or your soul. That's just, that's the way I see it. That is, it's very individual meditating is. And and I tell people there is no wrong way to meditate because I think we have a tendency to, oh, I'm not getting deep enough. I'm doing this wrong. Well, the minute you do that, you know, you're, you're bringing yourself back up, but there's really no wrong. There's always value in getting quiet. It's just being, uh, and that, uh, this brings up a good point about, um, uh, it's uh, boredom in a sense. A lot of people are afraid of getting bored. Well, well, I think we should make that a whole nother topic for uh, our conversation. Yeah, because-, because boredom is a choice for sure. Go ahead. I mean, to see it as, again, it's an attitude thing. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. getting bored. But um, going up for me, going outside, um, especially in the evening, Grace, um, Gracie is deaf. So whatever she's hearing is something beyond whatever. Um, but we'll go outside. And um, I have uh, a couple of water ponds and I have 
there's a lot of little birds that come and um, will drink from these ponds. And so for me, quite often, just noticing, being, just sitting outside and noticing, you see things like, you know, the squirrel that comes up once once a day to get some water or the birds and how they will bathe themselves in the little water trickles that come off their back. And you see things like that. And that in itself, I think, shifts our minds. It shifts our, us into this different place that is... Um, a, it, I, I don't want to put words on it because the experience of it, and it's true in terms of listening to the baby birds. There's a lot of little baby birds around right now. So that the, the, the sound or seeing um, the movement of bird, the, the big birds that fly around or the movement of trees. So when we're in our houses, there's a lot of staticness. When we're outside, there's always, nature is always in movement. And it's, um, I think it's a very, very, helpful just to sit and if you can we'll we'll talk about boredom another time but really allow yourself to practice just sitting and noticing and uh it's such a delightful experience because you see things right you never see because you wouldn't be looking but you don't have to look you can just see it yeah i had a deer come up the other day just came up and walked walked up he looked at me and was like whoa what's that because i'm not outside that off too often when he's around. So he looked at me and he's like, yeah, I got to get out of here. But it was really great. Wonderful to have an experience of just sitting and being, and here's a deer that walks up. Beautiful. Pretty cool. Another area, which is huge is what we put in our body, what we put in our body, what we put on our body. Same thing. That's right. And uh, of course we know that Eating uh, mostly organic is the healthiest way to go. And to discover what serves you the best in your body. Because, again, as we've talked about in the past, it's what may work for me may not work for you. So I really like to assist people to find a diet for life. Learning, again, I don't like the word diet because it brings up so many negative thoughts of deprivation and things like that but a way of eating that serves you that doesn't mean you don't try new things and splurge once in a while and things like that but just to have an idea of what really works with your body that will help you maintain a thriving lifestyle and uh, as we know it's hard to dispute eating lots of plants and vegetables. It may be that you, uh, you, your body needs meat. It may yeah. be that your body needs fish. It may be that your body needs chicken. It yes. may be that you do better being a vegan. Yes. Whatever that may be, that's for you to discover. And how do you know that? Well, you know that by the way you feel. That's right. Once you get the toxins pretty much out of your body, it's virtually impossible to get them all out. I'm just saying there's yep, there's yep, so yep. many. But once you get uh, some of the major toxins, I find with my clients out of their body that they all of a sudden they're feeling in a way that they've never felt before. So that after they clean that up and they deviate from it and, you know, go off the wagon, you know, maybe eat some fast food or something. 
their their body's going to let them know that this is this is not really beneficial for you. And it's so it's important to listen to your body. So so far we've got we've got what we put in and on our body. And and I want to talk for a minute about on our body too, because that's an area where people may not even be thinking about. Yep. Uh, especially women who use lots of different cosmetics and and face creams and body creams and things like that. It's important to uh, look at the ingredients because there is, you can be getting a lot of nasty chemicals, phthalates and things like that, endocrine disrupting, endocrine disrupting chemicals. You know, we're talking reproductive and sex hormones and all of that. Just through what we're putting on our body, so that that that's a whole nother subject. But yeah. but well, I mean, it's just I want to I want to share an example of that, which was I found really fascinating and and disappointing. I love wearing nail polish on my toes, and um, this one day, this was about twenty fifteen years ago, I'll say, um, I hadn't put nail polish on, and I put nail polish on, and the moment that I put that enamel on, on my toenail. I felt my whole body respond to that enamel that I was putting on my, on my body. And it was like, wow, that's, that is, that, that was the experience. It's like, I don't want to do that to my body, even though I love the color and I love the the delight and the prettiness of it. I didn't want to do that to my body. And so I've not worn any nail polish since then. And, and, and again, it's something that I've given up, but it's, I've given it up for the betterment of my body because it's like whatever those chemicals are in, in all of the things that are in a nail enamel or whatever it is. It's like, that's not my body's telling me it doesn't want that. Right. And that's what happens. My vanity does my vanity wants it, but my body says that that hurts. And so it's like, what am I going to listen to? And I love this. uh, The idea of health span is I want to be healthy because I know if I'm not healthy, I'm not happy and the quality of my life and thriving just kind of starts to decline. So I can make a change in that. And I want to mention one more thing before I go on, because when we think of being 70, we think of decline and decrepitude. Those are the words. But the truth is, especially for you and me and other people who are really conscious of who they are, we're thriving and delightful at this age back. Like I feel at least 40 and probably as healthy if not healthier than then and so for for our audience if you're thinking about oh my god i 70 will be awful or whatever just know it doesn't change you who you are on the inside only the way that you're perceiving yourself as as aging or just continuing to blossom and thrive so it's really important for us to say that because because you don't have to think you're getting old because you're 70. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think every- you are, you you are. That's the bottom line. If you focus on, oh, my God, I'm getting old, I guarantee that's what you're going to create. Yeah. I want to go back to nail polish. Just for yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because I can. So nail polish is can be very toxic. And one of the things you might have been feeling is nail polish has formaldehyde in it. And, and plus plastics and stuff. And it, it only takes about, uh, 20 seconds for that to get into your bloodstream when you put it on your nail. So that's just something to consider. That being said, I like alternatives. I okay. like, you know, so, and unfortunately I didn't know we were going to talk about nails. And so I, I don't have <laughs> the, 
I don't have the uh, the recommendation, but you can look up and find some organic nail polish. All now, right. is it going to be a hundred percent? No, but it's but I've tried some and it's pretty good. I don't wear nail polish very often, but if I decide I want to, I would use a better alternative. Excellent. And that's that's the thing I love about you know you you can eliminate these toxins in your body and on your body, and you can find healthy alternatives. Yeah. One, one other thing I wanted to say while we're talking about toxins and stuff and thriving is I know many people, maybe they're thinking about what they're putting on their body or what they're putting in their body, but are they thinking about what they're using in their homes to clean with? Are they thinking about what's in their detergent? What's in that window cleaner they're using? What's 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 in uh, air, freshener. air freshener? Yeah. Uh, those things are all really important to take a look at. And you can do your research and you can find healthy alternatives or you can do DIY stuff like vinegar and baking soda and water and, and things like that. So that this is just reminders to people that uh, you, you're not relegated to having to buy Windex and you know, Tide and things like that, that I think are nasty. And one of the major culprits that we breathe in is uh, dishwashing uh, soap that we use in our dishwasher. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Cascade and some of those brands, their fumes are toxic to the body. So if if you are using Cascade or something like that, and let's say you want to use it up before trying something else, make sure that you turn your dishwasher on at night and then go to bed in the other room so you're not breathing that in. But there are alternatives out there, um, many of them. So you yep. can you can give them a try. So Carol, here's the here's the thought is that we're saying a lot of stuff about toxics and and all. And it's like, we could get really scared. It's like, oh my God, this is just depressing because what's good out there, right? But we're, 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 we're offering, I mean, in, in terms of we're talking what to put on your body, a, a friend of mine who makes her own cosmetics, makes cosmetics and, and, and um, moisturizers and stuff. It's like, don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't eat in a right. sense. And so if it's, if it's uh, organic and or healthy enough that you would put it in your body, I mean, a lot of people are putting bad stuff in their body because, you know, because we do. But if we look at it that way, we, there's so many wonderful, you know, things that are occurring because of the technology to find and, and, and purchase organic um, health products, both what we put in our bodies, but also what we put on our bodies. Um, and so there's, this is not about terrible, horrible. It's really about being conscious of loving yourself and wanting to experience the thriving that occurs because you're making the choices to thrive. Um, We can make the choices to not thrive, stay in the house, um, stay static, keep your electronics on, watch TV. You can do all that stuff. You can choose to do that and or what we're all about is to say, hey, explore and experiment with who you are so that you might find something that which makes you thrive. Right. It's all about this health span is being healthy until you leave the physical. Yeah. And it's possible, you know, we're, we hear all the doom and gloom of uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And I was talking to my mother last night and she's, she's having some memory issues and, 
she was just saying, well, this is normal. Everybody I know that's aging, you know, I'm just lucky it didn't start any earlier. And this is normal. This is part your of mom's life. 96? 90, she'll be 97 in a month. And I don't contradict her at this point in time in life. Uh, you know, in my younger years, I might have had something to say about that, but I just listened to her. But it, it was just it was just that mindset of you get old and you got to take a lot of prescriptions and you and and you don't feel good and then you die. So we're here. I think you you and I, Rosie, are here to try to assist people to you know have a more of a thriving lifestyle. The science is ever increasing, so I think I think we're going to get to the point ten fifteen years from now. There's going to be so many wonderful new ways to uh, to assist us, tools that can assist us to maintain that physical health span that we want. But the biggest thing, I think, is our attitude and yeah. how we perceive the world. Right. Beautiful. And you mentioned in the very beginning about, what's the word? It starts with a C uh, about just... Um, having it easy like you'd rather we'd rather take the easy convenience way. convenience right we're so uh, addicted in a sense to convenience but the convenience may not be serving us in the ways and it's not like we just have to cut out all convenience we're not cutting out anything we're just saying hey explore who you are see what works for you see what doesn't work for you yeah um, and and the you know where we I, i'm i I have to work hard to get myself to cook something that is not convenient, like, you know, oatmeal in a sense for dinner, right? Because that's a convenient food, we'll say, or something, something easy, because if by putting together more vegetables or putting together a combination of foods that are healthier, it's not convenient for me. So I'm changing my attitude because I want more health. I want I want to have a better relationship with myself and my body in that way. I want to take better care of myself. That has to be a, a number one priority to to get over that addiction or that um, attitude about convenience. Right. And it is an addiction. Phones, I'm holding up my iPhone 13. And the latest and the greatest. The latest and the greatest. But shut the thing off once in a while. Take breaks from it. You know, it's hard to function in this world without a cell phone. So we, we get that. But or or hardwire your computer like I have. So I'm not sitting in front of my computer with Wi-Fi blasting at me. There are ways. So that's that. I just wanted to bring that up because sure. that is another way that we can uh, create more of a a balance in our life and maintain physical, emotional, and mental health. Yeah. Thriving like a guru is wherever and everywhere in our and life. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? Yeah. Isn't it fun to learn how to thrive like a guru? I'm yeah. finding this a lot of fun and I hope our listeners are too. And uh, after we did the last show, we heard from a couple of people. We had comments and we love hearing from you. So uh, we'd appreciate you uh, letting us know how you feel about what yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about, or yeah. if, if there's a subject you'd like us to have a discussion about, you can always put that down below too, or email 
Rosie at theparadigmshifts.com or me at carol at foodintegritynow.org. And uh, we're just happy you're here. And you can find us on different podcast forums. And we're just excited to have these discussions. Yep. We're having a good time for sure. Okay. Thank you very much, Rosie. Thanks, Carol. It was a great discussion. Bye for now. Bye.